Welcome to the Fantasy Football Genius, where winning isn't everything, it's the genius thing. Stay tuned if you want to crush your fantasy football goals. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whenever this is this podcast, we welcome you to the Genius Cast. I am Jameson. I am the genius. It is Monday morning. We're breaking down week eight. We're going to take a look at the last game of the upcoming uh, tonight's game to kind of close out the week eight uh, matchups. Great game, and I'm being sarcastic when I say that. We have the Miami Dolphins and the Pittsburgh Steelers. If it wasn't for fantasy football, likely no one's going to be watching this game unless you're a fan of the Pittsburgh Steelers or the Dolphins. And even if you're a fan of those teams, are you really wanting to watch the entire game? But because of the one-game slate over on DraftKings and FanDuel, if you're playing on either side, because of those one-game slates with the massive prize pools, the game is very interesting. So we'll take a look at some of the players that I'm looking at in that one-game slate. But before we do that, we need to take a look at what happened over the weekend, what happened in Week 8. Let's start off with the Washington Redskins and Minnesota Vikings, a tale of three separate revenge game narratives. We have Kirk Cousins taking on his former team in the Redskins. We have Adrian Peterson and Case Keenum taking on their former team in the Vikings. Not really any, any of the three did anything. Case Keenum got hurt, got a concussion. That brought in Dwayne Haskins. Now that Haskins has been in there, and, and again with, uh, with uh, Keenum getting hurt, again, got to wonder if this is time for the Haskins show to kind of see what they have in the rookie quarterback. The only player that I'm looking at for the Redskins moving forward is going to be Terry McLaurin. For someone that only had four catches, those four catches were, were really nice. Not a lot of yards, but the way he got open kind of showed that this kid is going to be the real deal in this league. I think he has a place to stay in this NFL. And once the Haskins does kind of get his feet wet and kind of get going, we know they're former teammates, so that's going to probably have an, an impact as well. But he didn't really look his way in the game. Was that a lot had to do with the Vikings defense? Maybe that was the case. But we'll find out maybe moving forward as it looks like maybe the Redskins are going to be looking to Dwayne Haskins. As for the Vikings, it's still the same story. Uh, with Adam Thielen out, we saw Stefan Diggs step up and play the, the leadership role of the wide receivers. Ever since he was kind of like uh, wondering about getting traded, wasn't doing much start the year. He's had three straight games of big big numbers, um, kind of like that squeaky, squeaky wheel um, with Stefan Diggs getting peppered from Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook continues to be one of the best running backs in football. As I mentioned at the start of the year, I wasn't high on him just because of the injury prone, but if he can stay healthy, I knew that he can be uh, one of the best running backs in football. For me, it was all about health. He's healthy right now, and you got to treat him as one of the best, if not the best back in football right now. But if you're a Cook owner, I definitely want to make sure that you definitely have Alexander Madison. He looks solid. He had a couple uh, runs called back from penalty. And if you're listening to podcasts about the game last week, I was high on Alexander Madison as, as like a a low owned play. He's getting looks even with Dalvin Cook there, and 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 I think he's going to get more and more as the season moves along. Because again, they want to make sure Cook is healthy. They want to make sure he's limit. You know, he, he doesn't get hurt down the road. One way to do that is kind of limit what he does in, in, during the game. And we're seeing later in the game. Granted, it does help there. They get get up the big leads. Um, we are seeing kind of Cook kind of t- uh, taking a lesser role later in the games. But right now. You have to look at Dalvin Cook. He's one of, if not the best running back in football. Personally, I have him uh, around two or three, but as it is right now, Cooks looks fantastic. And I, and I think if Madison was forced to be in the role because of injury, Madison would be maybe not as, as a dominant as Cook has been, but I think he would be a fine play for the Vikings. So definitely, if you're a Cook owner, see if Madison is available. 
Yesterday we saw the Broncos head to New Indianapolis, take on the Colts team, um, two teams that are going in opposite directions. Broncos lose on the last second field goal. The Colts continue to show that they don't need Andrew Luck. Jacoby Brissett is the leader of that team. Didn't have a great game um, uh, personally, uh, as as a individually as, as a player at the quarterback there, but the defense held them in the game. Uh, granted, it did help that they're uh, playing the Broncos' lackluster offense. Now we're hearing Joe Flacco's likely out this week. They're talking about maybe even IR. You got to wonder if maybe the reason why is because of the way he kind of ripped on the offensive scheme, the offensive play calling yesterday. Um, got to wonder if that's part of the reason as well. As for the Broncos, the only player that I'm really kind of looking at right now, Corlin Sutton, he's starting to kind of take take over that leadership role as number one option with Emmanuel Sanders out of the game. And I think we're seeing the Freeman kind of taking over the lead back for the uh, Broncos over Phillip Lindsay. This is the way I thought it was going to happen at the start of the year. I thought Phillip Lindsay is much better as a uh, kind of using him in a limited way because of explosiveness. But I still think Freeman does have production. I still think he is uh, viable in fantasy leagues, but he's much more of a matchup player where I think we can play Sutton most weeks. But now that we're hearing Flacco uh, likely is not playing this week and the rest of the season may be uh, in jeopardy for him. I may be playing a, a wait and see on Sutton, but I do think he has um, some big games uh, down the road in him. He's, we're already starting to see that uh, for the Broncos' lackluster offense. Next up, we have the Seattle Seahawks. They headed to Atlanta to uh, take on the, the Falcons without Matt Ryan. Matt Schaub had a fantastic game, over 450 yards in the score. Doesn't matter who the quarterback is. Sounds like they're going to throw the ball plenty. Uh, Julio Jones, big game as well. Chris Carson, solid game on the ground. Um, hearing rumors about maybe Rashad Penny getting uh, dealt before the deadline tomorrow. Um, they, they gave him the ball, uh, I think it was eight times in the game dur- during the game yesterday. Got to wonder if they're maybe showcasing them for trades possibility. But the Seahawks get the win at Atlanta. The Atlanta Falcons are also playing for next year as they are struggling to get anything going on offense. you got to wonder if Matt Ryan's going to get pushed back, especially if the team is falling more and more out. And at 1-7, and you got to wonder if this team has anything left in the tank, which hurts Julio Jones, which hurts Calvin Ridley, which hurts Austin Hooper. Because you got to start wondering about, like, if they start getting these nagging injuries, are they going to want to be playing players like that that have a role moving forward in the future of the Falcons? Next up, we have the Eagles and the Bills. What I thought was going to be a high-scoring game for both sides of the ball uh, turned out to be just that only for the Eagles. The Eagles went into Buffalo and kind of uh, had their way with the Buffalo offense in a game that was very high wind, uh, crappy weather for the passing game. Um, the Philadelphia Eagles looked good, looked good on both sides of the ball. Jordan Howard run nice. Carson Wentz didn't look bad passing the ball when they did pass it. As for the Bills, not not anything special going on with the Bills. I definitely think the Eagles are our team we want to definitely keep an eye on moving forward. I think Wentz, I think Ertz, they're going to start getting it going. And if you can buy either one of them low, I definitely would look at the option for either one of those moving forward. As for the Bills, I think it was much more of a weather game than anything else. I think I think Josh Allen's going to be fine moving forward. Yes, he didn't have a great game yesterday, but that was in some horrible wind. I think there's better games for him. But then again, he does play in Buffalo where the weather can get a little dicey there in Buffalo. So kind of keep that in mind when you're trusting uh, Josh Allen down the road. Once the snow hits, once the cold really starts hitting Buffalo, you got to start taking a look at those matchups as well. But he does have a decent end of of the, the year schedule for the Buffalo Bills. Next up, we have the Chargers and the Bears. The Bears finally realized that they need to get the ball to David Montgomery. We heard Nagy talk about they're going to have to give him the ball. They're going to have to run the ball more often with the rookie running back. That they did. But yet again, they lose the game on the last second field goal. Seems like kickers in Chicago just don't uh, don't have any... any uh, 
any solid games. They, they lose games for the team. You've got to wonder how many games this team would, would win if it wasn't for the kickers. Yesterday was yet another one. A, a chip shot kick uh, field goal to win the game was missed by their kicker. As for the Chargers, not really anything to kind of uh, jump out at you on, on offense or defense. It was much more of a defensive struggle, like I kind of thought it was going to be between the games, but neither offense really kind of put together. And Mitchell Trubisky, you got to wonder, when are the Bears going to realize that he is not an NFL quarterback? He's not startable in this league. They are not going anywhere with him as the starting quarterback. They're wasting that great defense they have in Chicago. Get rid of Trubisky, go somewhere else, and also get the ball more to Montgomery. That's my opinion on the Bears' offense. They have some pieces there um, with Allen Robinson, with uh, David Montgomery, obviously, with uh, Tariq Cohen, with um, uh, the tight end there, um, Trey Burton. They have, some, they have some pieces there in Chicago. It's just the quarterback play has not been very good, and it doesn't seem like it's going to be getting better anytime, any, any, any time fast. It seems like he is uh, regressing, not progressing. Next up, we have the Giants and the Lions. Lions continue to put on a show in the passing game. Last week, it was Marvin Jones. This week, it was Kenny Galladay. Six catches, 120 yards, and a couple scores. Matthew Stafford, three scores, 100, over 300 yards passing. What everybody thought was going to be the Ty Johnson show for the backfield was not the case. They used a trio of running backs. I've got to wonder if they're maybe going to be in the, in the mix for a, for a running back. Everybody thought it was going to maybe be Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake's not going to happen there. He's going to Arizona. So got to wonder if maybe a Melvin Gordon um, might be making the way. Maybe, maybe a, 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 a Rashad Penny from Seattle going to, to Detroit. I would not count out a, the team making a move for a running back at the trade deadline before tomorrow. As for the Giants... A solid day from uh, all, all the way around on the offense. Uh, Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, um, uh, kind of a, a a group effort, as you would say, for the Giants on offense. And now that since they've gotten away from Eli Manning, it seems like this offense is kind of playable in in, in fantasy. I mean, we, we have players like we talked about Saquon Barkley. We have Golden Tate there now. We have um, Darius Slayton's having decent games, had a couple scores yesterday. Evan Ingram, four catches, 40 yards and a score. They still have Sterling Shepard coming back from injury. Cody Latimer, um, Wayne Gallman um, as, as, a, as a backup to Saquon Barkley. There's some nice pieces for the offense. Daniel Jones just kind of makes it go forward. And Daniel Jones, uh, who... A lot of fans for the Giants boot at draft night. Four touchdowns, solid game from the rookie quarterback. It seems like the Giants have found their franchise quarterback. Um, moving forward, you got to love what the Giants have on offense. Now if they can work on that defense and maybe a little defense, off offensive line moving forward, they have the pieces on the offense, it seems like, right now. Next up, Buccaneers and the Titans. Buccaneers struggle early. Winston struggles early, but it doesn't matter what happens. Winston's going to be able to uh, – he has two fantastic options at wide receiver. They're about the only team that I think we can trust both wide receivers as top 10 plays. Mike Evans went absolutely bonkers yesterday. 11 catches, 198 yards, and a couple scores. That doesn't mean that next week it's not going to be Chris Godwin. I think both players moving forward are, are uh, must-starts in fantasy leagues. And Winston's a player that even if he throws two picks and two fumbles and whatever he does on offense for uh, struggle-wise – he can still come back and have a solid day. He's not a great NFL quarterback, for, for, but for fantasy purposes, he's fine. Winston's going to get there, seems like, more times than not, even with the uh, mistakes he has on offense. As for the Titans, it wasn't a, a big passing in like I thought it would be against the, the Buccaneers. Buccaneers have a very good rush defense. 
So I thought it would be much more of a passing game. But I thought that, I mean, we've seen plenty of Tannehill in the past. I'm not sold on Tannehill as a quarterback. So this is why I was not high on him for DFS purposes. I just, th- I just thought that him being chalk was kind of bad chalk because we've seen what he can do in this league. He's not a very good quarterback. But against a bad Buccaneers pass defense, I thought there would be a little more passing with the Corey Davises, with the A.J. Browns. Um, Jonu Sanu- Smith had a fantastic game. Um, once we found out that um, uh, Delaney Walker was going to be out of the game, I thought that Smith was much more of a better play. I thought he was a better GPP play than he was a cash game play just because of the security of the player. But I thought he was one of the better GPP plays once we found out he was out because of how bad the Buccaneers are against the pass, against, uh, particularly against t- uh, tight end position. Next up, we have the Bengals and the Rams over in London. I was high on Joe Mixon, kind of got called uh, called out for it because Joe Mixon's been bad this year. I just think for DFS purposes, he was sitting under five thousand for uh, on over on DraftKings. That's too cheap for someone his his caliber. I was high on him for DFS as for season long. I definitely think he was a player that you didn't want to start because of that offensive line. But for DFS purposes. For as cheap as he was, he's a player that can go off. He did have a decent game. He didn't have a great game, but he had a decent game. Didn't hurt you in GPPs if you played him because he got in the end zone, had 66 yards uh, rushing, a few catches, and, of course, that one touchdown. As for the Rams, we continue to see uh, Todd Gurley continue to struggle, not get the workload that maybe you thought he was going to get at the beginning of the year. Jared Goff, Cooper Cup, absolutely phenomenal uh, days yesterday with the injury to Brandon Cooks. Got to wonder if uh, Brandon Cooks can be back anytime soon. I think it's his second concussion. And the more concussions you have in a year, the less likelihood or the longer it takes you to get back. So a, a player that we definitely want to keep an eye on for the Rams moving forward with that, it, if we start to hear that uh, Cooks is out for a, a significant amount of time, Josh Reynolds had a touchdown yesterday, three catches for 73 yards. Last year when Cup was out, he was a very nice uh, plug-and-play uh, during that Cup time. Now with maybe Cooks out for a significant amount of time, maybe you look at Reynolds moving forward. As for the passing game in Cincinnati, I am off this entire offense. Um, granted, if you have Joe Mixon, it's kind of hard to bench Mixon just because of the where you drafted, maybe the options you have. But this offense is not looking good. They are fighting the Miami Dolphins for that worst team in the NFL to take over that number one overall pick in 2020. Next up, we have the Cardinals and the Saints. Drew Brees comes back from his injury. The thumb looked healthy as he threw for nearly 400 yards, three scores. Michael Thomas, fantastic day. Latavius Murray, fantastic day. The entire, top, the entire offense of Saints. Taysom Hill, Mr. One-Game Slate player that I love to throw in lineups in those one-game slates. Went off yesterday, had a nice day for the New Orleans Saints. As for the Cardinals, everybody was on Chase Edmonds with, DJ, uh, with David Johnson out of the lineup. He did not have the game that we thought he was going to have, and it didn't hurt, didn't help that he got hurt later in the game. Early in the second half, had to leave the game. Now that we're hearing they're trading for Kenyon Drake, got to wonder if those injuries to David Johnson and Chase, uh, Chase Edmonds are worse than we are being told. I'm guessing that we're at least uh, missing a few games for Chase Edmonds, and I'm guessing both will likely not play on Thursday night, making that Thursday night game, maybe uh, the debut of Kenyon Drake, a little more interesting for the Arizona Cardinals. Next up, we have the Jets and the Jaguars. Leonard Fournette didn't have his uh, typical game. He didn't. He got plenty of the workload, but he wasn't very productive with that workload. Kind of reminded me of the early part of the season, but he still had a decent game for DFS or in season-long purposes just because of the volume he gets. I, obviously, he's a must-start on, on a weekly basis because of that volume. It was the passing game for the, for the uh, Jaguars. Gardner Minshew had a solid day. Chris Conley a decent day. DJ Shark, not too bad. As for the Jets, the Jets continue to struggle. Maybe there are plenty of ghosts on the field for Sam 
Sam Darnold. Three picks. Um, Got to wonder um, if, if, if he's not seeing the, the field as well as maybe he should. Le'Veon Bell didn't look, so, look very good at all. Nine carries, 23 yards. But when you get down big early, it's kind of hard to get the ground game going. Got to keep an ear on for uh, Robbie Anderson. Uh, we're hearing rumors about possibly Robbie Anderson getting dealt. Personally, I think if the, if the 49ers make a move and they want to try to get another wide receiver after getting Emmanuel Sanders, can you imagine Robbie Anderson in that offense? You put Anderson in to, to be the bomb, the deep ball threat with Emmanuel Sanders, with Debo Samuel, with uh, George Kittle, with the ground game, with that defense. The 49ers continue to be a dominant team. Add someone like Robbie Anderson, that team becomes even better in a very stacked NFC, seems like, right now with the Saints, the Rams, and of course the 49ers. Next up, we have the Carolina Panthers and the 49ers. Speaking of the 49ers, absolutely bonkers as a team yesterday. Put up a 50-burger. The ground game was unstoppable. Jimmy Garoppolo looked, looked decent. George Kittle continues to get touchdowns called back. I think it's his third one of the year. Got to think that those are going to start to go his way. But a decent day for the uh, possibly the best tight end in football. If not, he's one of the top two. But yesterday was all about Tevin Coleman. Four scores, four touchdowns for Tevin Coleman. Uh, the, the 49ers, 49ers complete team is, a, an, is an on, on an absolute tear right now. They got a very stingy defense, a very... Tough defense to play against, and their offense is doing the ball, moving the ball in the ground game. Now they got Emmanuel Sanders. I think it's just going to make that team much more electric. And if they can get a player like I talked about, like a Robbie Anderson, to kind of improve that offense even more, the 49ers could become a very scary team, which they already are a dangerous team for the NFC. Next up, we have the Browns. Speaking of players for the Panthers, we got to talk about the Panthers a little bit. Everybody's talking about Kyle Allen's going to, it's his job. He's, he's not going to lose it to Cam Newton. Yes, they proved otherwise. I still think that once Cam Newton is healthy, that job is his. I thought there's a, there a chance that maybe they look to trade him. But with the afternoon that he had against the 49ers, yeah, the 49ers defense is very good. But you got to look at this offense. I think they're a better offense with Cam Newton because of what he can do with his legs. But again, I think it's going to be a much more of a quarterback controversy coming up for the Panthers, especially after yesterday, once Cam Newton comes back. <clears throat> Next up, the Browns and the Patriots. Patriots defense continues to roll along, uh, outscoring many offensive players. <clears throat> Cup my leagues, they are the second or third high-scoring player as a defense. They're the third, second, or third high-scoring player in fantasy in some leagues. Absolutely crazy on the the role they've been on pretty much since the Super Bowl last year. Um, the Patriots defense is putting on a show. They're scoring on a weekly basis. That alone makes them uh, a player that if you have them, you have such a huge advantage over your opponent because of the points that you're getting from your defense. I don't see that changing anytime soon. They've had a cupcake schedule to start, and I think their cupcake schedule continues. As good as the Ravens are on offense and can be on offense, uh, we know Lamar Jackson can turn the ball over, and we know the Patriots are doing unheard of things on defense, putting up the points they've had. As for the Browns, about the only player that we kind of really are trusting over there is Nick Chubb. Had a couple early fumbles, but he did come back and had a solid day. I still am not worried about Kareem Hunt, but I definitely think that if you're a Chubb owner, you might want to go out and pick up Kareem Hunt just in case we start to see that happening. I don't see Chubb losing his job, but you never know with injury. You never know if he if the fumbles continue to happen. Are they going to want to sit him with a player like, uh, like uh, Kareem Hunt in the backfield? But again, he hasn't played for over a year. I don't see Hunt coming in here and having much of a production, but I definitely think he's worth the pickup just in case with Chubb. 
Raiders and the Texans. Uh, Texans with a uh, comeback from a comeback victory, scoring 14. Una- I think it was 14 unanswered points to, to end that game yesterday um, to, put, to give them the, the lead, and then the, the, eventually the win over the Raiders. Raiders looked decent on offense. Derek Carr over 250 yards passing, three scores. DeAndre Hopkins double-digit receptions over 100 yards. Carlos Hyde didn't look too bad running the ball. Got a dud from Stills. Got a dud from Cootie. A couple of players that were uh, picked up in, in leagues because of the injury to Will Fuller. I got to think that moving forward, Kenny Stills going to be fine. But um, yesterday, both players did put up a bust. And if you played him in DFS, you likely didn't have a good day um, as both players were kind of a big-time bust, especially Cootie with the goose egg yesterday. As for the Raiders, we talked about Derek Carr. Um, Waller wasn't very productive. I, I only had a couple catches, but yesterday it was much more of uh, Derek Carr kind of passing the ball around, um, distributing it around. Uh, Raiders offense looked pretty good against a bad defense for the Texans. Speaking of the Texans defense, tough news hearing J.J. Watt is out for the season. Yet again, he's going on the season-ending IR with a torn pec muscle. Um, feel sorry for J.J. Uh, Watt. Wish him the best recovery as he does something that unfortunately is very um, familiar to him, rehabbing an injury to end the season. And finally, we have the Packers and the Chiefs. No Patrick Mahomes. Seemed like the, pa- the Chiefs were, uh, were, were going to at least be in the game for most of the game. Matt Moore didn't look too bad, but Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, too much to handle. Um, Aaron Jones, the receiver, much more than the the, pass, the the rusher. He did leave a little bit for with a shoulder injury, but I love what we saw out of Aaron Jones. Seven catches, 159 yards, and a couple of scores. Aaron Rodgers doing Aaron Rodgers things the last couple of weeks. I think he has over he has eight passing touchdowns, nine total touchdowns for Aaron Rodgers over the last couple of weeks. Looks like the Packers offense is back, and that's without Devonta Adams, who hopefully is getting closer and closer to his return. And once he can return, this offense for the Packers becomes even more. Uh, dominant because he'll have a receiver that you can actually trust kind of it doesn't look like he has the receiver that you can trust in that offense which I think is the reason why he's going to Aaron Jones going to Jamal Williams a little more often but once Adams does come back he'll have his top target back which makes the Packers even better as for the Chiefs um, it was very late until we found out that Patrick Mahomes wasn't going to play I think it's crazy that he was thinking about playing in, in the game yesterday so how close is he returning with that fractured kneecap as I talked about when the injury happened, I think he's better for the league when he's on the field. So hopefully he can get back better. But I don't want him to re-injure anything that we can kind of would, uh, force him to be out longer. So definitely make sure you're ready to go before you come back, Mahomes. But I can't wait for you to get back because you make the league be- funner to watch with what you do on the field. As for tonight's game, the Dolphins and the Steelers, as I talked about, this is uh, much more for fantasy. Because of the one-game slates over on DraftKings and FanDuel, makes this game very interesting. Um, otherwise, no one would be watching the game. going to be a very boring game if you don't have anything uh, involved in it, whether it be fantasy or whatever. Personally, I think the Steelers are going to be a very popular way of going. I think a lot of people are going to smash in uh, Mason Randolph. They're going to smash in James Conner, Juju Smith-Schuster. Be very similar in lineups, the way you build your lineups. So the way I'm looking at it, I'm not looking to fade Conner. I think Conner's the only player that I don't think you can fade. I have no issues feed, fading Juju Smith-Schuster. I have no issues fading Mason Randolph, Rudolph. So I'm looking at going James Conner with the captain or the MVP spot and running back kind of with the passing game for the Dolphins because as we talked about, garbage time scores count just like they do in the first quarter. So even if they're getting destroyed in the first three quarters, once that fourth quarter comes comes out and they're getting destroyed, those garbage touchdowns, those garbage yards count just the same. That's the way I'm looking at having it going with uh, uh, James Conner from the Steelers with maybe a backup running back, backup receiver. 
for the Steelers, and then running it back with uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick with two or three of his pass catchers and hope for those garbage time scores. And trying to be a, um, th- this is a game that I think you can be very different with your lineups. You don't have to worry about. I, I, I don't see both teams putting up four or five touchdowns each. I don't see both teams getting over 20 points. Maybe the Steelers can get to 25, 27 points, but we know the Dolphins aren't going to score very many. So this is a game that we can definitely see only a couple scores. And I think um, over on DraftKings, where you play the defense, the defense is obviously in play, but they're uh, high. They're uh, they're very pricey over there on DraftKings. And again, on FanDuel, you can't play the defense. So if there's only going to be a couple scores, if you can find who those scores are going to be from, you can make your way to the top of the leaderboard. Especially if you go the Dolphins route, because a lot of people aren't going to go the Dolphins route. They're going to go with the Steelers onslaught because you can get you can fit those players in for the pricing. And there's some there's some solid. Um, under the radar options for the Steelers that people are going to look at. So go the Dolphins, throw a couple shots into it, make a little, uh, uh, make a lineup, see what, see what you can do. If I can't win it, hopefully one of you guys can. That'll do it for today's podcast. Hope you had a fantastic weekend. Hopefully you're pulling out those W's. If you need anybody tonight, good luck. If you've already pulled out that W, congratulations. And if you still need to help, maybe you're on a losing streak, make sure to take check out our Mastermind Chat weekly, monthly, full-season packages available, as well as our season-long and DFS articles uh, premium packages, weekly and month uh, season-long available. We're at the halfway points, folks. We're getting ready to start week nine. Seasons continue to roll along. Hopefully you guys have a fantastic day. If you have not followed us over on Twitter, we are at FansportsGenius. Over on Instagram, we are at FantasyFootball underscore Genius underscore. And as always, our website, www.FantasyFootballGenius.com. Have a great day and let's dominate those leagues.